Heyo, Johnny Dumas here, the founder and host of Entrepreneurs on Fire, and welcome to Team Engineered. If you're looking to lead a team of engineers or engineer your team for greatness, tune in now with your podcast hosts, Jade Green and Kyle Probert, and be prepared to ignite. <laughs> I won't be dancing this time. <laughs> Ah, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are in the world watching us for today's episode of Team Engineered. As always, I am your co-host, Jay Green, and over here, no, over here, is my co-host, Carl Probert. This is, which way, which way? Oh, like, all oh, the mirrored camera, what's happening? The whole mirroring thing uh, just, the whole just, mirroring thing just throws me out. It's just, like, it's usually my dyslexia that gets me going, Go left. I mean, are you in my other left? <laughs> I mean, my right left. So what is Team Engineered? Team Engineered is the podcast for any leaders that are building their teams, anyone that wants to hire, train, and lead their teams to greatness, whether you are an engineering team leader within a big business or you are a business leader engineering your team for greatness, Kyle and I, hopefully have you covered <laughs> or both or both maybe you could be both could be 100%. both so today's episode we thought we'd drop back into a couple of books that have really helped uh Kyle and I form who we are how we behave and not just only as leaders but in our self leadership so how we show up in our orbit how we just show up in life how we show up for ourselves and focusing on the little habits that can make massive changes. So the two key books we'll probably be referencing here is uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear and Own the Day by Aubrey Marcus, but we might throw in some stuff from the Tiny Habits crew and, you know, a pinch of this and a, you know, a splash of that as, as we go. So Kyle, And then our own twist on it all. And our own twist upon it all. So, Kyle, <laughs> what have I left out? Where do you want to start off? So this is, this is, I think, really, really interesting to talk about. And the first thing that came to my mind when we started talking about it was make your damn bed. <laughs> make your damn bed. Make your damn bed. So as, as the, you know, I, I cannot remember who it was, but talking about he's in the Marines, I think. And yes. he's done a talk and it's gone absolutely viral around the world and, and it's referenced everywhere and, you know, and essentially the, the nuts and bolts of it is if you want your day to go well, get out of bed and make your damn bed. Yeah, how you get do one thing done. is how you do everything. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's really interesting how the little things are the things that spread out through everything that happens through your day. And, um, yeah, that was the first thing that, that – that 100% came to mind was make your damn bed. Just get up and make your damn bed. Do something, tick it off for the day, and start your day marching forward, achieving things. Yeah. But well, I, that's that's what sorry. I love about Aubrey's own the day. Like that very first thing is, and and I love that statement like how you do one thing is how you do everything. In terms of if you are the if you want to be the type of person who is organized and in control, then it like how long honestly how long does it take you to make the bed? Now, <laughs> I do have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You eight, are a little bit different. So I got like the eight definition <laughs> about making the bed is different for everyone. 
Not everyone has 100 pillows and 15 blankets they have to put on the bed at exactly the right angles. Uh, I know when you guys, like, stay at my house and, like, deliberately go into my bedroom like, move a cushion just to annoy me. Of course. <laughs> like, just to see what happens to my OCD, like, crookeding a cushion <laughs> on my bed or unstraightening, like... <laughs> But it's actually a whole ruse that's going on around everyone that comes to visit you is just to make sure they put one cushion, just that little bit. Yeah, the cushion or, or one of the towels, like, yeah. yeah. But it's, so it's a really important point to make, though, is that it doesn't matter what your standard is about how you make your bed. It's more about achieving that and finishing that something to start the day. So if you're like Jade and you like to have everything perfect that's okay but if you if you're you know like for me um basically as long as i pull the covers up and it looks nice and straight the pillows are on i'm happy and that's the point is that i've done the bit that i want to have done and you just don't walk away from the mess (laughs) 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 yeah as it is that process of a can commit to something and I complete something and I am already proving to myself, like you're giving yourself that little, like, yep. uh, recognition. It's that reminder that you are in control and that you are the person that doesn't leave things undone. And we spoke about this um, a little while ago where we spoke about, you know, while the world's going crazy and, you know, we're, we're sitting in the midst of, you know, COVID for round two, three, four, wherever we're up to and, you know, we're on lockdowns and, and all it's that. It's all right. The first... The first three weeks of a one-week lockdown are the hardest. That's right. <laughs> but, you know, we're, we're in this realm of, of everything's sort of seemingly out of control and what we need to do is just control the things that we can control. And, you know, one of those things is control your environment, work around you, you know, and, and it seems really silly that, um, you yeah, know, make your damn bed. But, you know, it's, it's the point of being able to get up and control that, have control of it, know that that's what you're going to do get it done, have it done, but also at the end of the day, the confirmation of, hey, actually, I did get that done. And, you know, you might not walk around the place high-fiving yourself and putting it on Instagram, hey, I got my bed done this morning. You beauty. <laughs> hey, I'm happy if people start with that. If you're a non-bed maker and you want to celebrate the fact that one Thank week you. solid, you made your bed, I'm, I'm down for that. Like if we can yeah. teach, if I can get the mini humans out there to do that, I'll like, because I'm like, you know what, I'm just not making a bed anymore. No, yep. you can do it yourself or it stays like that. And that's their standard. That's their standard. That's <laughs> yeah. hard for you, but that's their standard. Let's close the door and now. So, you know, we're, we're, sort of, we're sort of talking a fair bit about make your damn bed, but the other thing that came to mind for me was um, back in my old days of teaching people to fly. And it's, it's the little things that make the difference mm. and – um you know all the way along the way so it's um sitting properly it's having the right process in place to do the little things along the way to um you know check the airplane before you take off and make sure that it's that's right and um you know pre-flights and all of that sort of stuff but what it all comes back to and, and i think i've mentioned this before for a pilot and particularly while we're teaching people to fly you could tell what their landing was going to be like from the takeoff. <laughs> so from right back at the beginning, right back, how the takeoff went, how they went getting into the air was undoubtedly how they were going to bring it back to the ground. 
And if they were shaky going up, you get all of us guarantee they were going to be shaky coming back down. Oh gosh, I don't, I just, I don't know how you do that. Like that's, that's like, do you have your like? Okay, because I've never been taught to fly. Do you have your own set of controls in there? Like, you know, when you're a learner driver, and the the, the uh, instructor has a brake. <laughs> you you yeah. have a set of controls that you can. Okay, good. We had a set of controls. Right. Yep. So, and and this is probably this would be one of the hardest things, probably for someone like you, where you like <laughs> to have that control on things. And I, I don't say that as a as a negative thing, but. Um, being able to step back and let people make the mistakes can be one of the hardest things, even as a leader, to let someone do. Yeah. I, it's something I've, I have learned because I know the power of letting someone make mistakes. And, but sometimes I'm also like, in my personal life, I'm like, do you know what? I'm done for helping everyone. <laughs> I'm done for being the brains of this operation. I'm, I, I, get, I get decision fatigue. I'm yeah, like, I'm definitely. Done. And actually, I'm just going to link back to Atomic Habits because there's a thing about um, creating the habits that's linked to decision fatigue. So the the more you can make something's habit and ingrain it, the less brain power it takes to, like, process what's going on. So it's taking away some of your um, decision-making power that's draining you to allow you to divert it to the more important things. It, it's... Um... The decision fatigue thing is 100% something that happens. And, you know, we've only got so many good decisions we can make in a day, let alone bad ones. And, you know, it, it, it is. It's So Steve Jobs was famous for it. You know, his outfit was his outfit so that he didn't have to think about it. Never, yep. ever thought about what he was going to wear because he got up and wore the same thing, right down to the underpants and socks. Yeah. just And Zuckerberg's followed the that um, methodology in terms of it's one less decision to make every day I kind of went down a similar process but because it made it easier for my branding if I didn't have to think about curating my outfit and what it was going to look like when we when we had video shot and everything I was like just wear white so just can walk to the cupboard and grab pretty much anything white throw it on and that's the thing that's what we're wearing today <laughs> it's, like... it's funny isn't it like so we, we've got our uniform our green uniform and yeah like I've, I've been wearing this particular uniform for I don't know 10 years or whatever now and it's amazing in lockdown you know it's work from home I don't have to get dressed in the morning so, <laughs> I, and, and quite quite honestly it's like shit what am I like is that shirt appropriate to be on a zoom call um do I have to be on a zoom oh. call today uh what you know, wait shit, what are you like, wearing on the bottom right now oh no you're saving that for Monday your best dress for Monday, right? Or are they on? <laughs> <laughs> they have to turn up on the live on Monday. I'll, I'll, I'll reveal the shorts on Monday. <laughs> uh, sorry, I was <laughs> quite. I knew. What... <laughs> uh, but it, but when you think about that, it is for some people as well. Just that process of having to decide what to wear because there's a lot of meaning assigned to identity um with a lot of judgment body image like oh my god and anyone that's got a female partner will probably be able to attest to this like why is it so painful but i can tell you it's way more painful if you have decision fatigue from the day but you still have high care factor the standing in front of things staring at them trying to figure it out it's like it's almost like overload so 
<laughs> it's like, well, so last night I'm I'm working on the on the house at the moment, doing some painting and some plastering and all things that everybody hates to do on a house. And um, yeah, you know, what what do we want for dinner? Food. Too hard. So I, I've been going since I passed four this morning. I'm mentally fatigued. I'm physically fatigued. And the last thing I can actually make a decision on is what are we going to eat. It, the yeah. the answer is 100% food. Yep. Uh, I think we've talked about this before with me when I was uh, traveling a lot. And so when I was running the global teams, I might have been up at 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning on and then still on at 8 o'clock at night. And I'd say to my partner, he's like, what do you want for dinner? I don't care. Just make food appear. I, just do not want to walk, I, just, I don't want to walk out of this room and have the question of what do you want for dinner? I'm like, whatever appears. <laughs> it's, a, it's another habit to have is to plan out the meals for the week so that it's not a decision when you're fatigued yeah. and yeah so just to go back to the uniform thing you know like for me so I, I wear a uniform and for the better part I know what I'm going to wear every day of the week when I turn up to work there's two choices if I'm going to site it's five years if I'm not going to site it's my green stuff so it's really easy and and that decision's made for me it's in the calendar it's locked in it's easy to make if it's not and, and as I found um you know last week at home with the kids and okay so not only am I thinking about what do I wear today, but I've got to mentally go through, okay, what do I have on today? Mm. Do I have a Zoom? Do I have a meeting? Do I have to go somewhere? What am I doing with the kids? And so all of a sudden, instead of making one decision, put the green shirt on, I'm making five decisions before the day even starts. It's too much. Oh. Too much. Right? <laughs> so... If we, if we go back to that, like that kind of links into a morning routine, right? So get up, make bed because give yourself the wind straight off, off the bat. And then what I found is it's harder to get out of bed and it's easier to hit snooze if you don't know what the next step is. So yeah. if it's like ambiguous around like what are you going to do and there's no plan or structure or time or or – um, sequence that things happen, you can sort of lay there, you wake up and you're like, oh, crap, what did I need to do today? And you start running it over in your head. Maybe you reach for your phone to Which check your calendar. Fine, yeah. But then you miss, somehow missed the calendar and went straight to Facebook. How'd that happen? And All the messages <laughs> or, you know, like yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. And then next minute, an hour's gone. And then you're chasing your and tail. We've, we've all been through that, haven't we? Like, you get up in the morning and then all of a sudden, hang on, an hour has disappeared. Where, where the hell did that go? Yeah, uh, and I'm still sitting naked on the couch replying to messages. What? Like, why? Why is this happening? Why didn't my clothes appear? <laughs> yeah. like, how did I not make it from the bed to the bathroom? Like, what happened in the meantime? Right? And for me, that literally – and. <laughs> That visuals. But anyway, you get the picture. Uh, <laughs> or even just perch, I, I sit on the edge of the bathtub, like my phone bings, and then I'm like, maybe I'm getting back to you or one of the team, and I start voice messaging, and I know you all can hear when I'm still in the shower the, with the reverberation of the tiles, going blah, 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 and then I'm like, my ass hurts. Oh, I've been sitting on the edge of the bed for 40 minutes messaging back, and everything's gone. So yep. it's you're not in control, and then I feel mad. Like I feel disappointed in myself. I haven't done the things I wanted to do. Now I feel anxious that I'm in a rush. I have a sore butt. 
Like we shoot all over ourselves from there. They shoot all, all shoot all over, yep. and the it feels like I'm like I'm now the day's owned me. I'm like getting my ass handed to me, and I'm and I'm trying to make up ground. And that that's it. Always seems to happen though, is that it just seems like from there, it doesn't matter what you try and achieve, the next thing is out of control. It'll be you know, something went wrong, a flat tire, a, a meeting running late, a technology didn't bloody work, you know, whatever it is. But, it's, you know, like it seems like as soon as you're behind the eight ball because, it's, you know, your routine didn't The avalanche is coming. It's just you're, you're out of control. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know about you, but then all of a sudden the next message that comes through, I'm kind of annoyed at that person. Like, and they probably get the not great response from me, like the annoyed response that they don't deserve because it's not them that I'm actually annoyed at, but I'm displacing my my annoyed my annoyance at them my, from myself. Like, don't you know I'm trying to get back on track? I've got shit to do. Leave me alone. <laughs> like, oh, absolutely. And leadership skills gone. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and and you know we're we're operating a threshold, and then all of a sudden we're not making good decisions and. Yeah, the, the day falls apart. So, you know, I think you touched on it before about having a morning routine and, you know, I think a lot of people probably slip into a morning routine without thinking too much about it and without necessarily planning it but also probably not realising how good it is for them. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a good example and, you know, I guess I, I probably did it without noticing was when I was going to the gym in the mornings and training in the morning. So, you know, Every morning I would get up and I'd be at, at the gym at 6 o'clock with the same people, you know, talking to the same people, having the same, you know, working, spending an hour working out, doing the same things. Um, but my, I didn't have to set the clock. You know, when I, I, haven't, I haven't used an alarm clock in, I don't know, three or four years now. If I need to be up, I'll be up. And particularly with my training. So um, I was there at 6 o'clock, so I was aiming to be up by about sort of quarter past, half past five. And without fail, I would be up. And I think I missed it twice. And that was purely because my body went, nah, nah, it's sleeping time. You, yeah. you physically, you, you're fatigued. Mentally, you're fatigued. It's time for a sleep in. Have a sleep in. Yeah. So, but what, what fell on the back of that was, you know, I would come home from the gym. I would get the kids out of bed. I would organize their breakfast, jump in the shower, have my shower, come down, make my coffee, get my, my day organized, get their lunches organized. And we'd walk out the door. And so without necessarily planning it, our routine was this, and that's mm. how our mornings went every day of the week. You know, five days a week, that's, that's how the day went. And the days usually went fairly smooth. The kids were pretty much on tune, generally didn't have a lot of dramas. You know, they, were, they knew what was coming next. They knew what they had to do next. And you know, for the better part, we got out the door without too much hassle. And if you, like, if you study many humans much, the they really do crave that certainty and that structure. They don't yep. realise it, but just in case everyone doesn't notice, Kyle's drinking beer in front of me and I already started six weeks solid. Thanks, Kyle. So no beer cheers from me. Uh, but they there's a whole thing about giving them that safety and security so they don't um, have the volatility, like that anxiety around what's happening. So that's how you can create a safe space for them as well. So a lot of people are like, oh, they should be able to just roll with it, but there's a whole lot of underlying uh, things there as well. Oh, and for, for kids, it's amazing how big a difference the morning routine makes to the end of the day. 
and mm-hmm. even the end of the day or their sleep about how that's going to make affect the next day. You know, like mm-hmm. everyone knows that a tired and grumpy kid is going to have a crap day. But what we don't necessarily realise is that if we totally unsettle things in the morning for them, it has exactly the same effect. You know, if yeah. we – some kids react differently, like some have a more extreme reaction, but if we change the plan in the morning, all of a sudden the day will go out of, out of whack for them. And, you know, you, you're sort of left with, hang on, you were quite happy when you got on the bus or you went out to school or whatever it was. Why have you had such an unsettled day? Because mm. uh, you woke up. 15 minutes late or 15 minutes early. Yeah. I got bored if I was too early or I was in a rush and it's all your fault anyway, parent. That's right. It's all my fault. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No matter what, it's your fault. Yeah. Uh, but there's like there's so much around that if we give out, like these are the things like we can do to help ourselves feel safe and secure. So if we look at like, the Maslow's hierarchy of needs or some of the stuff I do with the um, seven human needs of employees. And I take this from, it's kind of, I've drawn it from Eric Edmeets, who's been on our Barrels and Business podcast before. He's kind of taken it and evolved it from when he was a business mastery coach for Tony Robbins and Robbins obviously applied some of Maslow's stuff. So there's a whole lot of like well tried, tested, proven um, things around this. But if we look at some of the things that people need, to feel happy and to not go off the rails and to, to elevate to their peak performance, they need certainty. They also need some variety. Uh, they need connection. Like there's a whole lot of stuff there. But if we just look at the base level of certainty, certainty is linked to Maslow's safety and security. So Michelle, if she, I think Michelle's still watching. I did a mindset training with her yesterday. and She'll be so proud because I was studying Maslow um, <laughs> in the pyramid. But it's if what we can do with our unconscious mind by having some of those habits, the consistency creates the safety and the control that we know what's going to happen so we don't have to run that meaning-making machine or that fear, anxiety, and the uh, that volatility meter going, what's going to happen, what's going to happen, what's going to happen, and question, question, question. We can just kind of go, okay, cool. We can redivert, like we said before, redivert that brain power elsewhere. Yeah. yeah. And the way it translates back to our teams is sort of twofold. You know, the, the first one is, is that if we if we've got our habits in place and we're a lot more controlled and we're you know we're more resilient and you know things don't phase us as much, it means that it, that resonates through our teams. So mm. you know if if we've got our shit together and you know, it might seem boring to have your lunch organised every day and have your coffee under control and have a routine throughout your day. But if we've got that, it means the rest of the team's not only more stable because they can see that we're stable, but they're feeling a lot calmer in what they've got to achieve. They can resonate from it. Yeah. But the, the other thing is, is that we can translate that into their workload as well and make sure that we've got a routine or a habit that's rolling through, even if it's, for our team, showtime, bitches. Get that front door. At the front door. And, and yeah. it's a habit thing. You know, it's a habit thing. And I would say probably at the moment the team's probably forgot about it. We need to fucking, you know, probably talk about it, um, yeah. remind it. But, you know, it makes a big difference, you know. And sorry for, for everyone listening. Um, as, as we developed our team and we did some teamwork earlier in February this year, what we came up with was that, um, you know, the show must go on. 
And as, as trainers, you know, essentially we're entertainers. Um, you know, we've, we've got to entertain the students for the eight hours. Give them awake at least, right? <laughs> so we coined the phrase that, you know, showtime bitches. You know, like as you get to the door, as you walk through into the training room, just say to yourself, showtime bitches, let's go, let's do this. Let's own it. And it's all about owning it so that it all goes smoothly. Maybe we need it on the door. Maybe we should re-ingrain the habit. Um, STB. STB, yeah. STB, (laughs) bitches. Um, But this is like if you even go back to what you were saying about the pre-flight checklist. So if we look at careers, there's certain certain, um, careers, certain um, fields that, you know, the safety check has to be a habit. Like we, we need to check all the things. And if we don't, serious consequences. But usually the way that they layer safety checks is like this, then that. And if this, then that. So it's like a trigger and a reaction and a, na- and a sequence. And then if practiced enough time, which is why we do safety drills and shit, right, then it just That's becomes true. ingrained. And it's like when <laughs> the shit hits the fan, it's burning down then we're going to freak out because our brain, our conscious brain doesn't need to kick into gear. So it can be worried about all of the other dangers and like freaking out while our unconscious brain can just take us through that motion. Like how many times have you heard someone going, I I don't know, I just was on autopilot. Well, autopilot is your habit stacked. We do that, don't we? We do that so much. Um, I I was going to sort of talk about, I've, I've traveled heaps for my work, you know, like you, done heaps and heaps of traveling. And I, I very early on built a habit around how I pack my bag. So, you know, I, I just, I do, do the things. It takes me 10 or 15 minutes. It takes no time at all, which surprises the hell out of most people. But I never, ever worry about it. I never, ever. So, you know, I can I can get on the plane and the last thing in my mind is, did I pack this? Never, ever worried because I know that I've got everything in place. I've just got the habit to it. I've done it so many times. Here we go. You know, 10 minutes before bedtime, pack everything in, close the bag, sit it at the front door. I'm ready to go. And I'm not going to check it until we get to the destination. My habits were so ingrained because I travelled so much that everything lived in the travel packs. So either when I came home... I actually got I actually got my active wear out this morning still from a travel pack. So I have when's the last time I traveled? So because the habit was wash the clothes, fold them back up, and they go back into that cube that I used to throw in my surfboard bag. Lucky for you, it took 10 minutes trying to pack a surfboard bag and dresses and high heels and a skateboard and everything else that I'd gallivant all over the world with little bit more strategy and packaging around it but I didn't have to worry about the actual packing I even had like these are my presentation skirts these are my presentation tops in cubes grab that tube cube grab that cube the clothes hung in a certain order in the cupboard grab that set of hangers like if I was going to Bali to run the business accelerator I had to wear a different color for every energy of the day so I had a blue dress a green dress a red dress a yellow dress like a you know like the, the different dresses. I just bought the same dress in every fucking color because that was just easier. But just grab it and go. But that that habit is so ingrained that I still 
put things back into the travel packs, right? And again, the safety and security. If there's a habit of how we operate as a leader and how we interact with them, giving them that safety and security becomes like it's easy for them. It's easy for them to not freak out when some like when they don't know what's going on. So like you can create habits around like what you do for me to actually. Uh, you, I know you you missed the accountability call today because you hadn't done your homework and I know it. <laughs> we were on to you. But we were talking about it this morning in terms of if you're so used to rushing from back-to-back one-on-ones like with team and you're, you're, you may have been, had a frustrating one-on-one rolling into the next one and, and you're in this habit of you just because everyone's always booked an hour on the actual hour and then the next hour. And you, you you work to that and no one's thought to break that up and go on, actually, I need to have the third space between to I'm recenter. Well, Google lets you do that. Google is amazing. So Google Calendar, you can set it so that it works to 20 minutes or 50 minutes. Yeah. So a half-hour meeting goes for 20 minutes and it, it defaults to booking it for 20 minutes and an hour goes for 50. And it's fantastic. Yes. And it gives you, and then you can get in the habit of, right? I know that I have a half hour meeting, but part of that half hour meeting is a five minute reset before and a five minute regroup afterwards. Yep. And if you can get into that habit that allows you, rather than chasing your tail, this is something I need because we know I just go from Zoom to Zoom to Zoom and I'm overwhelmed because I haven't taken any notes, send any stuff I need to do. Like, and that's the thing, isn't it? It's- it's the shit. I've got to write that down. Oh, I forgot about that. And so now, as we were talking about before, the things that we did through the day are now affecting how we are, we wind down for the night, how we unwind, ready to go to sleep, but also how we're interacting with our family. You know, like instead of being able to walk in the door and be present with our family, we're off thinking about all these other things that we didn't actually have time because we didn't mm. have the habit to do it to sort yeah. it all out. And even if it's just taking that five minutes worth of notes so that you can put it to bed and forget about it. Yeah. And that becomes, if it becomes a habit. Like if you're, if you start to do it regularly enough, it's like, no, as soon as I finish a call, I do not start the next call. There's a rule. I do not start the next call until I have actioned or at least passed over to who else has got to action it, what needs to be done. And give yourself the consequence of you're going to be late to the next call. Like, no, you don't want to do that right, then you start to build that behaviour. So but it's it's got to have that if this then and it's got to have like this goes back to the atomic habits and uh, I don't know if it, maybe in Aubrey's as well, but in terms of like I think his is like once my feet hit the floor, I drink water. Like it's still that that stack that you do. It's like, okay, once I hang up on Zoom, I, for me, it would be send Kay a message of anything I need to remember or ask her to do the things. And don't start the next Zoom until that. So you touched on a, on a really good word there is the habit stack. <clears throat> and maybe we should explain what habit stack is. Oh, you want me to do this? Okay. <laughs> it's, uh, it's stacking your habits. Um, so I'll give you an example. Um, it's so much easier to start with a habit you already have and then put a, once I've done this, then I'll do this on top of it rather than starting something completely from scratch. So if you've got a few things you want to achieve, if you break those down into micro steps 
to to build up to it. So rather than just saying, uh, I want to get up early and go train at six o'clock in the morning, you like that's like okay, cool. But then you kind of get up late, and then you're still funging around. But you want your coffee, and then next minute after six o'clock, but you know you kind of got out the door. It would be going at I set my alarm for five o'clock, and I get out without hitting snooze. And as soon as I get up, I walk to the kettle and I flick the kettle on. Then I go and have my shower. And once I get out of the shower, I press play on the audio book while I get dressed. And then I make my put my coffee in the plunger so that it's plunging while I do my makeup or my hair or whatever else I need to do. And then 10 minutes before sunrise, I drive down to sunrise so that I'm there ready. So it's like it's autopilot, but it's like I do this, then I do this, then I do this, then I do this, and I've thought it out so that I don't run late. And because otherwise, if I forget to put the kettle on, then I'm waiting for the kettle to boil, then I've got to wait five minutes for the coffee. So then that became another set of habits stack the night before because I want to just walk over and flick the kettle on. I don't want to stand there filling it up from the purified water because that takes forever. Like I don't pass go, go straight there, don't even brush my teeth first, like go turn kettle on, right? So then the night before it's like, okay, when I fill, when I fill up my water bottle or my cup to go to bed, I fill up the kettle. Yep. And I have them now side by side and you don't forget, <laughs> right? But I also think about what am I going to wear in the morning? Like what type of training am I going to do tomorrow? so that I know whether I need my cons to go on the BOSU ball or I need my trainers to be able to do jumps and that that all is taken out beforehand. So the habit is to plan what's the next day's activity and then there's no procrastination like, it's cold, it's yucky, I don't want to go. It's like, ah, I already got it all sorted, so I might as well just do it. <laughs> I'm already three quarters done, so I might as well just do it. Yeah, it's like it's almost done, like just do it already. And the, I guess the, the key thing to touch mm. on there is that it's, it's it's batching some of those things together. So we talk about batching tasks in energy mm. states or um, in oh, processes or whatever. So you know it, it's it's batching the habits that sit mm. side by side so that they all come together. They all just yeah. you know it, it's really really hard to try and do three totally separate things, but it's really easy to do 1.1, 1.2, or 1.3 yeah. <laughs> because they're all part of the one batch. Yeah. Uh, if anyone wants some help on that, I literally did a training session <laughs> this morning uh, on that, like understanding tasks, assigning the energies, and then how to batch it and how do you get changed states to do it. Um, so just comment uh, energy anywhere and we'll get you that training. Um, but with that then, Kyle, I just want to I want to kind of squirrel, squirrel away to the motivation to, to, to doing something. Um, and again, this goes back to Atomic. Uh, I was just re-listening to it this morning because one of my habits is I don't get in shower with this without pressing play either on a music if I'm trying to wind down or a book because if I'm showering, I might as well be learning or enjoying. Um, <laughs> my showers don't take that long. Uh, no, but I my, I'm a girl. Shower, <laughs> hair, makeup, like clothes <laughs> on, the whole thing that the speaker feels like the walk-in room and the bathroom all at the same time. Um, and I may only get through a set of blinks, but like at least that like, 10 minutes process done.
Um, but what I really loved about when I first read Atomic Habits was actually going, what, what is the character of the person I want to be? And I, I maybe I might have extrapolated that into my own process, but his basic thing was who do I want to be? I've taken that out in terms of every year, uh, at the beginning of the year, I write down who is the person that I need to be to achieve the things I want to have. So if I do the most important questions, the experiences I want to have, the growth I need to have to be able to have those experiences which will result to the contribution I'm going to have at the end, I go, well, what type of person do I need to be to be able to have that growth or to have that experience? And then I break it down and go, well, what's, what's the actual behaviours of a person? That, so hypothetically, I want to be a world-class speaker. Okay, so if I want to be a world class speaker because I want my podcast end result rather than people go, I want to be I want to be a famous podcaster or I want more clients for my podcast. No, I want to be a world class speaker. Right. Okay. cool. What what are what what does a world class speaker look like? What does it mean? Okay. well, they you know, they know how to engage, blah, 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 all the skills. Right. You're like, okay. well, how do they get to that? What type of person? So then I go and look at. Who, who would I class as a world-class speaker? So I, I look to, say, Eric Edmeads, and I look at Lisa Nichols, and I look at some different other people. Um, I look at Tim Ferriss, and I'm like, okay, cool. So these are who I model. This is what I'm modelling my world-class speakering off. And then I go, well, what's the behaviours and the character traits of that person, of those people? What's the common things? And then breaking it down, what do they do on a daily basis that allows them to be that level. So rather than saying I want to lose 10 kilos, I want to, like, what do you really want? You either want to look good or probably you want to be, like, maybe you want to be a healthy person. What are the habits and the choices a healthy person makes? Yeah. So even to the point. Yeah, go. That's exactly it, isn't it? It's perfect. You you just described it perfectly there where, you know, what does a healthy person do every single day? So not, not I want to lose some weight or I want to, you know, I want to fit into a dress or whatever it is. I already fit in my dress. Um, <laughs> I barely fit in mine. I mean, I mean. <laughs> it's a perfect example, though, is instead of, you know, I want to be hit, I, I want to be skinnier. Okay, so what's the person, what's a healthy person do? What, how do they act each day? What are the habits that they have each day? And it might be really, really simple things like get out of bed at 6 o'clock and spend half an hour doing something. That's the first step. What's the other thing they do? They drink water every single day. What's the other things they do? They make good food choices. So now all of a sudden we've found three habits that we can integrate that actually are a lot stronger and a lot more powerful to get us to where we want to be. Yeah. Like, I love it. Um it's and it's even just re-listening to that because I've said I wanted to get back into movement. I wanted to um, be a healthier person. Um, I felt like I dropped the ball on that. So when I needed to go to the physio the other night, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna leave early. I'm gonna ride my bike. And so he's like, it's just up. There. Why are you riding your bike? And I'm like, no, just to clarify that's for everyone, just... that's not a motorbike either. No, it wasn't a motorbike. <laughs> I did decide against the skateboard because I was like, I'm not sure if the physio is going to really love me having physio and then getting on my skateboard. But um, and I was like, I can just ride my bike. 
Um, but it also led me to, I don't know if I can do it, to do all of my calls for the last two days, I've been on my BOSU. BOSU. So I was like, how do I take this to the next level? I can't do it so much when I'm training because it really, like, it's kind of a bit distracting when I'm wobbling around on my BOSU the whole time. Um, I try to stay still, but I was like, I don't want to just be a normal healthy person. I've already got my standing desk. I want to take things to the next level. What, what would I do? And, and that was about upgrading the habit. So I, I had the habit of now every time I do a call, I stand. So for me to, to be a healthier person, to be more energized every time I do a video call. So I stand all damn day, but I stand. Now yeah. my new habit is whenever it's something that I don't need to, that I can move around a bit on, I'm on my BOSU. It's an interesting one, that one. So um, there's a lot of research around, particularly for kids in classrooms, and giving them the freedom to be able to be where they want to be through the learning process. So what I mean by that is some kids are quite happy to sit at a desk, some kids love to sit on the floor, some kids love to stand up, but there's a lot of kids that need to fidget. And, you know, originally, and, and back, it, it'll be, so back when you and I went to school, you know, if you couldn't sit still, you were the bad kid in the class. You were just being disruptive. You weren't paying attention and all that sort of stuff. But the new research actually shows that, um, and, and it's actually more focused on boys than girls, but, you know, it, it is for both, is that being able to fidget the feet and the legs allows people and kids in particular, to focus more on what needs to happen. Mm. So a kid standing up on a BOSU, on a flattened BOSU, will focus a lot better because they're using that energy in a habit because they can wiggle their feet and they don't have to think about it. Yeah. But they're using that energy that's all fed up and they can focus so much better. So it's yeah. a, a bit of a side shift there, but Ooh, it's actually amazing it how... How that works. Yeah, it is a bit of a side shift, but I'm going to reference. Um, there's a one of the Barrels of Business podcasts with Oscar Tromboli. I think it's called uh, <laughs> How to Have Better have Sex. Deep listening. Uh, but actually, in there, uh, there's a whole thing about how you get young boys to listen, um, and it is to give them something to do with their hands or take them on a walk, so that 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 other energy or the the other stuff that's running can be distracted and diverted, so that they can focus on the conversation. So there's a whole lot of a whole lot of stuff there. Um, where do we need to go with habit <laughs> stacking or owning the day? We kind we kind of got a little distracted there. So yeah. Let, let's reel it back in towards you know building habits and why around the habits is probably the most important thing. So mm. we just touched on you know why do you want to be healthy? Yeah, and. Why, why do you want to be a healthy person? Why do you want to have the habits of a healthy person? You know, to have, it, it could very well be I want to lose 20 kilos. And that's, that's, a, that's an amicable and that's a perfectly good sort of goal to have. But it's probably better to ask a better question about why do you want to lose the 20 kilos? What's, mm. what's behind that? And how are you going to feel at the end of it? So yeah. how am I going to feel after I embed these habits in my day? The other thing around that is, especially with, say, a weight loss goal or something that's like that, the reason why it doesn't stick and people put the kilos back on is because they're focused just on that one result 
not about what it takes to be that, like, so what it takes to keep that weight off. So the type of person that loses the 20 kilos and keeps the 20 kilos off is a healthy person that makes these types of choices. Otherwise, you can you can force yourself into, you know, doing the, the weight loss. You may not do it in a great way, but you, you find that you put it back on because you haven't fundamentally changed who you are. So the real, if you want these things to last, you've got to look at the identity of who that makes you. So that's why I really love that exercise of like, you know, who do I want to be? And it's actually something that we said we're going to do with the kids on the weekend is go, okay, so who, what type of person do you want to be? Like, because we've got wet towels on the floor and shit everywhere and back chat and, you know, what type of person do you want to be? What do you want to be known as? Like, what do you, where do you want to go with this? And then let's look at the tiny things that we can do that's going to help you get there. Um, so it, I think that real, like, okay, what's the identity? You can't just say I want to be uh, a great example. Like, I want to be in a band. I want to be, like, a famous rock star, right? Actually, I don't know if it's that. I don't know if it's, it's in one of the Habits books, but there's an, there is a story about wanting to be a famous rock star. Um, maybe it's Cotlins actually, but it's, I want to be a famous rock star, but actually I just hate the process of playing the guitar, like the practice, my fingers hurt and I'm just not committed to it. And as much as I want, I want to be a famous rock star. I just don't enjoy the process of what it takes to get there. And then when I think when they unpacked it, they just want to be famous and they can find another way uh, or just pick up chicks. Uh, but but you've got to look at like what is what is the type of person you really want to be, and how do you become that person, and what are the habits, behaviors, and routines of that person? So, because this is a leadership podcast, like if you said that you want to be a better leader, you need to kind of paint a picture of success of what that what does that mean? Like, because you know it's ambiguous and like there's, if you can't measure it, it's not how are you going to know if you're doing it and what do you actually do? So what would you say or even an example, Kyle, like what would you say is a, a good leader and do you have a, say, a famous famous person that we could reference that would give a framework? Well, I was going to go, um, you know, maybe one of the things that you see as a good leader is, um, so resilience or calm in the storm. Mm-hmm. And so, if you if you sort of work backwards from that, you know that, that's a very ambiguous kind of thing. So we sort of we need to ask ourselves: so what what allows me to be the calm person? Mm. What are the things that I have to do to be a calm person, which allows me to have a much greater threshold around the shit going crazy? So there's there's the first thing that you might work towards so that you can be a better leader. Yeah. The other things that, that sort of roll into that is, you know, clarity of your own mind. So how do we get clarity in our own mind? Well, we plan our own day. We journal and get crap out of our heads. We meditate or we use some mindfulness tactics or we take time for ourselves. We fill our own cup. So now now we've all of a sudden got five habits that if we implement them will help us be a better leader. Mm. That's so great. It's it's really about, and I think it's really about that modeling. Like, okay, what what does it mean to you? What like, and and that reverse engineering of that identity. 
So the calm in a storm, what does that do that I do the calm storm? Okay, cool. If I want to have my people ask better questions and come up with solutions, what do I need to do to be able to do that? How do I model that? What's the habits I have to have? How do we get out of their way? How do we get out of their way? (laughs) So then you go, okay, well, what do I need to be able to do that? And so it could be like, and this everything will be different. It's not like a straight line and like this is the one thing. You might go, oh, shit, I need to ask how to ask better questions. So my first habit I might do is I need to do some learning. So my, okay, I've got these three books that might help me to do that. So I want to read more. Okay, so rather than saying I want to read more, I want to be able to ask better questions. The way I'm going to ask better questions is to read these books or do these podcasts. Okay, how do I how do I make sure that happens? I'm going to, I think um, James's example was put a book on my pillow every time. As soon as I get up and make the bed, I grab a book and I put it on my pillow because then I go to bed and I can't I can't forget to read the book because there's a fucking pillow. It's and on my pillow. I know where the book is. I know I it's know right there. I can open yeah. it up and I can go straight to reading. So there's yeah. no procrastination. There's nothing else. It's there ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this is a very topical conversation right now considering you've started and we're rolling into our six-week challenge next week. Yes, six weeks solid. Six weeks solid. Six weeks solid. We called it the six weeks of self-leadership, but uh, my partner Steve, who we, because we were originally going to do 75 hard and you thought that was a, you know, that we shouldn't do that. And he's like, actually, it's really just like six weeks solid. We're going solid hit this. It's tougher. Like six weeks of self-leadership sounds a bit soft. I was like, okay, cool. And what are we going to do? So you guys might be watching this after we've run our first one, but it's something you can always come back to and we can give you the the framework for being able to do this. But basically the premise is committing to six weeks for self-leadership because if you lead yourself, you're going to be a better leader in general, right? You can't, you can't expect others to do as you say, not as you do. <laughs> And all that, all the other cliches, you can't pour from an empty cup and blah, 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 right? But we've also found that a lot of the people that are in, in our orbits at the moment are in, in back in lockdown or they've been through a lockdown, their general, um, the way they used to do things got shook up. Like we're not living the way that we were maybe two years ago and we lost some of our habits, behaviours and routines. We might have picked up some bad habits and it's like, you know, we just need to hit the reset button. I need a redo. <laughs> I need a do-over. And so this was designed to help bring people together to, to do the the do-over. What what made you want to do this, Kyle? Why did, why did you go, let's do it? What's it mean <laughs> to you? I thought it was peer pressure. You <laughs> peer pressured me. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I was happily going to go along in my own little bubble, doing seven, 75 hard, just focusing on my damn self. <laughs> and then you said, you're a snook, you won't do it, you won't join with me. <laughs> okay, maybe I did do that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I know um, when we went through the lockdown 12 months ago, I took a really good focus on a lot of those things and I felt a hell of a lot better for it. Mm. And you know, I've, I've sort of let a few things slip and, you know, with, with a bit of turmoil and other things going on in my world, I've kind of, like you say, let let a few habits slip that I now need to get, go into a reset, 
get it all moving, making it happen. And, you know, it's it's amazing how many people that I'm talking to that are sort of saying the same sorts of things that um, they're feeling a little bit of overwhelm in what's going on in the world, you know, whether it's their businesses or whether it's just COVID in general or it's homeschooling or, yeah, like there's, there's all these layers to all the stuff that's going on in the world. And, you know, feeling overwhelmed and, I just I don't seem to be able to get on top of it and all of that sort of stuff. So, you know, as much as I sort of looked at myself and went, well, you know, it's time to tidy up the, the diet again and get back into those good habits. Um, and I had a bit of a rant about diets earlier in the week and I'll do that next week as well. Um, Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's another story. That, that'll go for ages. Um, but, you know, like, so my diet, you know, and diet is a long-term thing, is a bit out of control. Um, my daily movement habits aren't back to where I'd like them to be. And and I know that all of those things allow me to perform so much better. So my motivation is around resetting, getting those habits back on track again. And it, and it just needs some people around me, a bit of a challenge, a bit of peer pressure. <laughs> just, to make, peer pressure. <laughs> just to make it all come back on track and, um, you know, as much as anything, set up ready for the new year. Yeah, and I think we we did have some great habits and behaviours in the last lockdown. Like both of us were like doing sunrise, like we were live streaming sunrises. We were doing like the meditations and all of the things. And yeah, the wheels just went went off the wagon. And even when we were talking with Michelle um, in terms of the uh, mindset models yesterday, people that may often be at a thriver, high performance, like positive mindset above the line, you know, have just been beaten down. And maybe they had a bad habit. They just let one bad habit of like letting the media in, right? So maybe yep. they're a type of person. And we did this two weeks ago. I was like, no, like I'm already just all out of sorts. Like I, I have a habit. We don't do news. We don't do mass media. We just don't do it. And then got peer pressured into listening to the bloody Gladys report, I tell you. And this, <laughs> it was just shit. And the, and the energy went off, right? So many people, like, they kind of get pressured into it. You've got to watch this and that, or other people in their house are doing it. And then this is coming in. And then just slowly, just that one thing. Then it's like, oh, shit, I'm going to Google that. Oh, no, now we're down a rabbit hole. Oh, and then all of a sudden the negative vibrations and the negative mindset has come. And once that's happened, now your mindset has shifted and you've moved away from where you were and you've dropped your vibration down. So this is about like let's let's get a tribe of people that are committed to increasing their vibration, increasing their their self-leadership so that they can be better leaders in their orbit but put your own oxygen mask on first, right, and look at what's the things we can do to contribute to, you know, reducing the the stress, anxiety and worry and the the volatility from those around us and how can we model, how can we be the change we want to see. So we picked, we actually decided to go for this one with my five core virtues of live, love, laugh, lead and learn. So we'll be doing uh, some daily practices about those. Some of them are as easy as just sending a message of gratitude and love to uh to someone they haven't reached out to for a while checking in on them so basic like it's and the difference i've done it the last five days reconnecting with some old people and it's just it's just been awesome 
what are the what are the what are the key takeaways, Kyle? What do we want to mic drop on? Oh, mic drop. Um, so to to go back to something that we spoke about um, a couple of months ago. Now um, we spoke about pay attention to the little things. This is the little things. So the little habits make a big difference. And it doesn't matter how little those habits are, if they're aligned with the person that you want to be and need to be, they will make a huge difference, not only in your own world, but in everyone else's world around you because you'll be a much better person. Beautiful. That's it, guys. That simple. Boom. That's simple. Drop the mic. Boom. If you really, yeah, if you've got anything out of today that you're going to use for yourself or you've seen someone that maybe not acting themselves, they maybe not where they want to be, just feel free to comment and tag them and help them build the next tiny habit. Have an awesome weekend, everyone, and rock on for next week. Say maybe not where they want to be, just feel free to comment and tag them and help them build the next tiny habit. Have an awesome weekend, everyone, and rock on for next week. Thanks for listening to the Team Engineered podcast. Are you ready to build a kick-ass team, weaponize your workforce, and live an epic life? If so, connect with us at www.teamengineered.com. And while you're at it, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.